I love like, that you're like the pussiest little baritone. You're always like, I am Sydney Hampton. Yeah. I have a beautiful feminine low voice. <laughs> Hello and welcome to Love Bites. I'm Sydney Hampton. And I'm Gilda Wabbit. And today we have some great listener questions. Great listener questions and possibly bad advice. Oh, absolutely. But you'll get to decide when you listen to us read them. Yeah, you all let us know if it's good advice. And if it's bad advice, don't tell us because we are fragile. You can tell me. Okay, you can tell Gilda. Leave me out of it. Yeah. Um, Absolutely. <laughs> we, get to, we get to talk uh, to the beloved uh, Audrey Ashes who wrote in to us about... Um, how to, how to date when you have so many, uh, I'm going to say adjectives that might scare people off. Does yeah. That, does that make sense? I think it does. Slay. Absolutely. And we also received a question, um, from Nick's in Chicago about how to get into the club scene, um, which are both really great questions, um, that I think we offered interesting, even if ill-advised perspectives on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. We did our best. Yeah. That's all we can do. Absolutely. We have a podcast that no one's paying us to do this. Absolutely. Yeah. This Sydney, is free advice. How are you today? I'm doing great, actually. I've had a... So this morning was a really good morning for me. Um, I woke up. It was 8 o'clock. And there was a cute boy in my bed. Uh-huh. It was lit. And I went and got coffee. And then dropped him off at his car. And on the way... To taking him to his car, I, I I asked Siri to play um, Positions by Ariana Grande because I wanted to listen to Test Drive uh, and Main Thing, and they both came on back to back, and it was on shuffle. So what are the odds of that happening? Yeah. Um, drop them off the car, go back to get more coffee. There's a dog in the drive-thru, like, hanging out the window, and they were feeding him treats. Hmm. Uh, and, and every time I see a dog, I get really excited. It was a golden retriever. And then I get my coffee and I leave. Um, and then I see another dog being walked on the side of the road. Golden retriever. My favorite dogs are golden retrievers and labs. Um, and then I like turned on my, I was one, uh, young once playlist, which is like my, my spacey playlist. And it played back to back the two songs that I was really wanting to hear, which was Enter Sandman by Metallica and Let the Bodies Hit the Floor. And I was like, you know what? This is all lining up to be a very good day. Something really good is going to happen to me today. I don't know what it is, but something really good is going to happen to me today. The universe is on her side. Yeah. There's just too many coincidences. Good. And I got to make, I got to like be friendly, like extra friendly with the trans girl that works at the uh, The Speedway. Oh, Scooters. Um, Me and and the one at Speedway aren't on the best terms because sometimes they're rude to me. Um, But the one at Scooters... Like, I love those people, and I don't know if they listen to the podcast, but if so, shout out to the Scooters people on Dixie. Um, we, like, got to talk, and I, like, gave them a nice tip, because I love them so much, and they always make my coffee just right. And also, they got to, they, they like, shared a moment with me about the dog. Aww. And I got kind of emotional thinking about dogs here lately. I think I need to get a dog. Can you take care of one? Yeah. Good. I just work a lot. Well, I, That's I what I mean. Can yeah. you take care of one? I work a lot on the weekends, yeah. typically. So, ideally. I'd also like to just, like, have a dog that's, like, small enough that I can, like, take it to people's houses and not be, like, a huge deal. ordeal. Yeah. But, yeah, I've been getting, like, really emotional about dogs lately. Yeah. And cats. 
all the stuff going on on the like with the, the bills and stuff has had me like depressed as fuck. Yeah. Her. Um, and then like my personal life has been like kind of shitty. Yeah. And having a like getting to see dogs and cats on Instagram reels sometimes is the only thing that keeps me from like fully unraveling. Yeah. So. Yeah, that's unsolicited advice. If you're feeling bad, just type in uh, dog talk on TikTok and everything will get better. Dogs. How are you? I'm good. I woke up early today, not on purpose, but because my cat decided to wake me up this morning, um, which was annoying. Um, and um, But then I was awake early enough that I got to make breakfast before I went to my personal training appointment. I usually go to like a Starbucks beforehand, but I made breakfast and I didn't spend money. Oh, and yeah. then I... What'd you make? Uh, cinnamon rolls. Applesauce and coffee. Wow. I also had a brief moment where I was, uh, I eat kind of fast and it was like, I hadn't been awake for very long and I was shoveling down applesauce and coffee into my like little gullet while the cinnamon rolls were cooking. And I stood up to go check on the cinnamon rolls and I burped and vomited up (laughs) coffee that was still in my throat. Oh no. And it was really gross. Um, and it kind of hurt. And I also laughed about it because sometimes bodies are strange. Yeah. Yeah. I had uh, my my acid. Re- I turned on my side last uh-huh. night, and apparently, turning from being on my left shoulder to my right shoulder activated my acid reflux so yeah. much that my mouth was literally filling up. Yeah, with like acidic spit, and I was like, "What the fuck?" Yeah, all of all of my acid reflux specialists when I was in college told me to sleep on my left side only. Interesting. Yeah, yeah. left side or left side if I'm not elevated, or on my back if I am elevated. Hmm. I wonder what that's about. I don't know. I, I don't do anatomy. I don't either, yeah. No, I'm a pretty girl. Yeah, and honestly, fuck biology. Both yeah. of us said fuck biology. Yeah, I'm shoveling estrogen into my body every day. <laughs> yeah. Because fuck biology. Um, Yeah, so that was good. I had a tarot reading yesterday. Um, It was really funny. I had therapy, and then I spent the afternoon crying, and then I had a tarot reading, and my therapist and the tarot reader said the same thing to me, but I felt so much better after the tarot reading, and I did not before, like after therapy. Um, which is great. Shout out to Bridget at Poetic Moon. If you're in Louisville, Poetic Moon, love that shop. Recommend it. Um, if you go out to the clubs on a weekend and you're like, wow, Gilda Web, it's so sexy. Yes, it's true. But also I like douse myself in an attraction oil that she makes and it's great. Interesting. Um, yeah. So there's just like an oil to make everybody like, because the people literally fawn over you. I mean, I mean, yeah, I've like curated it for a long time. I do, I do a lot of, it's 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 I do a lot of like glamour magic. I do a lot of work um, about like what my beauty is for and what it's attracting to me and blah 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 blah. And I like and I also like dedicate my like makeup to like gods of love and beauty and like dedicate the pain that I go through when I'm getting laser hair removal for that. Like all of that. But like I also love this oil that she makes. It smells delicious. I put on three drops on my wrist. I say a little prayer, I rub it together, and then I put it on my neck, and then I spray my actual perfume on my chest, Um, and um, yeah, so it's like one piece of the puzzle, but it is a piece that I recommend, because I think Bridget's really good at what she does. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I was, uh, so I've been uh, getting a lot of feedback about the podcast, and it's been very, very positive. Thank you, everybody. Yeah, thanks. Um, And uh, the the thing that people have talked about most was, like, episodes could be longer. Yeah. Um, granted, we have two questions. We want to make a digestible podcast. But the, uh, the the extra content we were talking about was longer episodes where maybe we don't cut out the things where we're talking shit about people. Uh-huh. Um, and also, Gilda Wabbit doing, like, tarot readings yeah. or, like, 
I think that you could have like a whole section on, um, like as a trans woman, how you practice witchcraft in a way that only helps to further affirm your gender and like your sexuality. Yes. And, and your beauty. Yeah, my whole, my whole, my whole, my, my spiritual practice is really deeply integrated into like everything that I do, but it is like, it is like a piece of the way that I socialize. It is a piece of the way that I show up in the world. It is a piece of how I do my work. Like I, I, I make jokes about it a lot, but it's like actually like really ingrained in what I do and also how I treat other people. Like I, I, I use a lot of that to like try to, uh, give myself the space and the skills to come to every situation with like the most love and care that I can. And that doesn't mean that I'm perfect at that, but like, it's like a great tool. I I think it's a genuinely great tool. Um, and so if you're interested in that and you want to hear more, let us know and we might do some bonus content featuring me, my tarot decks. Yeah. And if you want a tarot reading yourself, um, hit me up in the DMS. I have a little sliding scale of cost because it does cost me some time. So I will take some money, but also I understand we're all queer and poor and the world's a shitty place. And so if you need some advice from, um, if we were on TikTok, I'd be like, if you need some advice from a Blu-ray star seat who speaks to source, um, no, I, none, but, of that, none of those words are in the Bible. Yeah. If you want to know the Bible, but if you want to talk to a tranny who, uh, believes in magic, uh, let me know. Should we ask the questions? Yeah, let's get it. Great. Our first question today reads as follows. I got to figure out a way to say that. <laughs> Yeah. I'm a femme, queer, cisgender sex worker in her 40s that is partnered but polyamorous. I feel that it's too steep of a curve for anyone new to absorb all of that and see me for who I am, as opposed to whatever stereotypes are placed on women of my age group. Am I wrong? Any general advice for a weird elder queer? Love you both. Kissy face, Audrey Ashes, who we love. We follow yes, her on Twitter. Um, a lovely, lovely human. Probably the most uh, affirming individual on Twitter. Absolutely. For, like, anytime I'm posting, like, full poll. Oh, really? Oh, yeah. I love that! Oh, Oh, she's in your circle. circle. I love that. My circle is just for me to complain about the world, and I don't post in it very often. Um, I think this is a really fun question, and also, um, general advice for a weird elder queer. We're both weird, but we're also both in our early 30s. Yeah. Um, Which is, I think, puts us in a particular position to maybe not answer this out of experience maybe theoretically considering the fact that most of my friends are like in their early 20s i often am the elder queer yeah yeah but i'm not an elder queer in the sense that i was born in 92 right so um i get i think i get what audrey's saying though because they're a femme queer cisgender sex worker um, partnered and, poly yeah and trying to introduce a new partner is what I'm is what I'm getting or even just like go on some dates or whatever yeah, yeah. and like explaining to someone because you've got you've got things that some people are not going to respond well to poly right. right some people just don't fuck with poly right or don't understand it and are therefore scared of it um being a sex worker being a sex comes worker comes with all of its own stereotypes yep and uh reservations that someone might have right um and then they're not just like, uh, you're not just a cisgender woman, you're also queer. Right. Which comes with more um, stigma, because then it's like, there's a lot of people who who feel, because I believe, Audrey, like, they're queer, but for all intents and purposes, I, I'm going to use bi. Yeah. Because that's how other, like, a 
a normie's gonna see it. Yeah. They're gonna they're gonna hear queer and think, oh, so I gotta compete with two different sexes. Right. And you also have, I think, unfortunately, within the queer community, when you're like a femme bisexual mm. woman, you can really easily be seen as like the straight girl who's just like kissing girls for fun, yep. um, or like somebody who's like using bisexuality or queerness as like a like a trendy thing. Like yeah. there's a lot of there's there I I mean I think unfortunately I think that Audrey is not wrong that there are so many stereotypes placed upon her mm-hmm. based on the intersections of like her identity and her work life and her age um which sucks that does suck yeah um I mean and I think I think the only advice I could have here unfortunately is like when the great thing about Audrey, I think, is that Audrey is really committed to like being authentically herself. She's like, I'm just fucking doing it. I'm doing it. I'm going balls to the wall. And I think something we were actually just talking about this a little bit before the episode started. When you're like being yourself, no matter how kind and generous and authentic and in your integrity you are, by being that kind of very um, bold, ostentatious person you are going to put off a multitude of people because and that's not it's not a bad thing a lot of people want to be a lot of people want to align themselves with an identity that is safe yeah they want to align themselves with an identity that's going to make to be palatable to people and so when you're choosing um to say okay these things about myself are true and i'm going to lean into them and express them and like do this for myself um, when you're choosing that path, you're going to run into a lot of people who judge you and a lot of people who don't want to be around you. And the the negative of that is that it does make meeting new acquaintances, going on dates, um, making new friends, uh, just being out in the public sphere yeah, challenging. Um, I think the perk of it is that you really separate the wheat from the chaff for yourself mm-hmm. fast. Um, Audrey doesn't do anything in dark. Right, not at all. And you and I are kind of very similar that yeah. we wear... We wear a lot shit. of our shit on the sleeves. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, and I think, I think, I think there is, there has to be space for like, like doing the hard thing of being really genuinely yourself, um, and doing the hard thing of like communicating clearly, expressing boundaries, all that stuff. All, all of that is called. I call it the hard thing because it is genuinely hard. And there's like a process you have to go through of holding space for yourself to be upset about those things while also committing to them yeah yeah i think i i I guess my i don't really have any advice necessarily like i can't tell you what to do because i don't think there's really anything for you to do i think you're doing it right right i'm obsessed with you um like on a personal level i think you're fucking cool and if yeah, I don't like your pussy pics on Twitter, not because I don't like them, but because 16-year-olds follow me yeah. and they can see my likes. But I'm always like, I'm like whispering into my phone, like, I like that picture. Yeah. Great job, Audrey. I don't have 16-year-olds following me, so I do like them. Um, That's the problem of becoming a political meme. Yeah. It's like, I can't just be a whore in public because everyone's like, you have thoughts about politics. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to, I think I'm probably just going to change my thing to like 18 and up. Because good for you. I don't really want to use my Twitter circle just for nudes. I want it. I I want to use it the way y'all use it. This is off topic. I want to use my Twitter circle to bitch about other drag queens in the city that I don't like. Yeah. And I don't get to really do that because a lot of the people that are in my circle are people that I either want to have sex with or I want to have. I want to want to have sex with me. <laughs> 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 so 
So, <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so I, I want to like, I just kind of, at this point, my, my dick is everywhere and I'm just kind of like, you know, just put it out there. But anyway, that's off topic. Um, God, I'm so grateful for estrogen. Do you know how few people I want to have sex with me anymore? Do you know, I like... How few people want to have sex with How me? few people I want to have oh, sex with okay. me. A lot of people want to have sex with me. I'm hot, and yeah. I, like, cast spells and drench myself in oils to get that attention. But, like, I, I went from, like, 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 before I started hormones, I was, like, essentially desperate for, like, dick and attention and, like, needed to, like, come and wanted to come with other people all the time. And now I'm just, like... Like, it's... I'm still keeping the persona up when I'm working, but I'm, like... When I'm talking about, like, sex stories now a lot, I'm, like, lying. Or I'm, like, taking stories that happened far in my past and, like, pretending they're happening now because, yeah. like, I'm deeply out of my hoe era and it is so peaceful. <laughs> it's so calm. It's so relaxing to not be in my hoe era. When I was not having a lot of sex, I was, like, pe- it was peaceful in the sense... It was peaceful in the sense that I was, like, married and everything was very, very, like, chill. Yeah. You know, because it was very, like, um, consistent. Yeah. Now that I'm, when I'm, when I'm not having a lot of sex now, I'm just fucking horny all the time. Or when I'm having a lot of sex, it's, you know, people that I'm having sex with and people are complicated and have needs sometimes that I can't fulfill. Yeah. And then it becomes messy. So I like, everything's complicated. I don't miss testosterone. Say lovey. Goodbye. My... Girl, I'm pretty sure I've got high tea right now. Like, extremely high tea. I literally... Okay, so I had a long weekend. Um, I shaved Friday for play. Um, as usual. Um, can I say something real quick what? before you go on? I'm looking at you with your haircut and you're talking about high tea. And all I want to say is, oh, she's all tea, all Sinead O'Connor. <laughs> also, yeah, I shaved... I cut all my hair off almost. Yeah, I'm sorry. Go on. Um, We're not focused today. No, no, this no, is no. so funny. I'm, I'm highly... This is uh, third the third coffee. Thank you, Producer May. Um, this is my third coffee, and I've been up since uh, 8. I'm drinking a watermelon La Croix, which tastes like someone screaming the word watermelon from three floors away. I think it's disgusting that you're doing that, but I respect you and your choices. But yeah, um, I don't even know what I was talking about. Hold on. What was you had about? a long weekend, but long you have weekend. high tea. Yeah, I shaved Friday, woke up Saturday to paint for brunch, had to shave again. Brunch from like... I start painting at, like, 7, get out at 4, have to get back and drag at 7 p.m. for play. I had to shave at brunch between the show and then after brunch. And then by the time I got to to play to paint, and mind you, electricity was out. So I'm doing, like, I'm I'm. It's in the dark. Yeah. And I get to play. And I already had my foundation on, and I realized my eyebrows had already grew back in. Like a little bit, just enough to where it would like not, it would, it would show up. You know how you put the white powder? Yep. It would show up. So I had to shave over, over foundation, which then gummed up my fucking razor. Yeah. Miserable. Anyway, I'm going to stop talking because we have another question. Audrey, the one piece of advice I think is you're doing a great job. And um, when you need to bitch about how fucking annoying it is that the world is not built to support people who um, exist anywhere outside of the very narrow status quo. Um, and in fact, we're living in a world right now where like people are trying to legislate away mm-hmm. anything outside of the fucking status quo. Um, I, I hope that you have people who you're close to who you can go and complain to and who will hold space for you and listen to you. Um, because 
I think you're doing great, and I'm really glad that you exist. Yeah. You know what? I, I take it back. I do have advice for you. Oh, great. Audrey, this is what I do. So I, I have uh, historically low self-confidence. Every morning, we just talked about this. Every morning when I wake up, I raise Before out of bed. Before I put on my makeup. <laughs> I see a shrine that I've built to myself. Because I don't always feel like I'm like an important person in the community or in life in general. Sometimes I feel like a big piece of shit and unsuccessful. I wake up, I look at my wall, and guess what's there? Fucking fan art and posters for events that I've hosted. And I'm like, damn, bitch, you're fucking dope. And every day I tell myself that I'm more interesting than 90% of the people around me. Not my friends. They're all very, very great. And they're also interesting. That's why they're my friends. But like, I go bored to, of me. She's announcing she's bored of me right not now. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> I, go to, I go to Hobby Lobby. Whenever me and my roommates go into Hobby Lobby, we are immediately the most interesting people to wa- have walked in there since the last time we walked in there. And being interesting is hard. Yeah. Also, I'm not outing myself as a Hobby Lobby uh, supporter. I steal from Hobby Lobby. So I just want to make that very clear. I'm still following... Uh, following the anti-capitalist rule, I'm stealing from Hobby Lobby. Love it. Yeah. And I have no shame. That's boosting, baby. But yeah, you're the most interesting person uh, in your circle, probably. Or if not in your circle, at least largely in your community. You're fucking cool. Don't let anybody let, let you ever doubt that. Do you, know, do you know what I actually would say? I'm sorry. We, we were both like, we were both like, we don't have advice. And now we're both like, we have advice. Do you, do you know what happens to me when I have a want and the world is in the way of that want? I personally, <laughs> I turn to witchcraft. <laughs> I really do. Like, I, I kind of like laugh about it because I feel a little vulnerable when I mm-hmm. share this with people. Like, people know, like, I'm always like, I'm witchy. But like, when I genuinely talk about the fact that, like, I actually practice it and, like, yeah. it actually improves my life. Like, the amount of times that I've looked at a problem and been like, I don't have the skills to solve this. I don't have... Uh, an easy solution in front of me and I don't know who to turn to for help I turn to that particular practice I I will either turn to a, a spell book that I have on hand or I'll turn to past spells I've already cast or I'll turn to fucking Google if I don't have the answer I'll gather what ingredients are in my household or if the timing's not right and I have time to go to Kroger I'll go to Kroger and get some more things um, and, and, I, and I truly think when you're I mean Christians pray um atheists look to science (laughs) and when you're a queer uh sexy uh interesting person you can choose to turn to um more ancient practices um and i think that could be actually really helpful maybe if you if you need uh some spell advice to seek romantic partners fuck buddies or friends you hit my dms girl yeah And the law of attraction, I fully believe in because I manifest it for myself all the time. Um, And I know you do too. I watch you do it. I'm literally in the dressing room while you're talking to yourself and hyping yourself up and telling yourself that you're going to get these things. And then guess what? You fucking get them. I'm going to make money. People are going to love me. Mm -hmm. My dressing room is going to be clean. And then it is until I start exploding all over your dressing room and breaking your belt. It's okay. Yeah. But Slay, yeah, Audrey, we love you so much. Thank you for writing in. Um, We hope to hear from you again. Feel free if you ever have questions. And now, I'm so sorry. No, no, go ahead. And now, an ad break. The Derby Drag Musical returns for a third year. What am I talking about? Alice in Derbyland, of course. Churchill Downs Magazine says Alice in Derbyland celebrates all things Kentucky. If you want silly, child-friendly drag in your life, 
Come See Alice in Derbyland, produced by Leo Weekly's Reader's Choice Best Performing Arts Group and Best Theater Production Company, Drag Daddy Productions. You can get tickets now on dragdaddy.pro. That's dragdaddy.pro. And the two dates are April 16th at Paris Town and April 21st at Art Sanctuary. That's Alice in Derbyland. Welcome back from the ad, and welcome back to another question. Sydney, take it away. Hello, I'm a socially awkward, ADHD, autistic, non-binary person, and I want to get into the club scene to meet more queer people. How do I suss out the vibes to tell if it's a good club? Is there a proper club etiquette to approaching someone to talk to them? Love from the Chicago area, Nix. Nix. Nix is the name of my friend's cat. I love that. And I'm very excited because as a fellow socially awkward ADHD non-binary person who probably has autism, um, I have a really, really unsatisfactory answer for you, and that's that no. No. It doesn't, there's no, there's no good way to meet people aside from just doing it. Like, you have to force yourself to be social. I tend to, like, I have, like, a lot of really niche interests, which I have luckily been able to trick people into thinking that I'm, like, very, very interesting. Um, like, I love cats, and I love fish, and I love podcasts, and I love horror movies, and I made that into a personality, and now here I am with my podcast. Um, you can go out and you can introduce yourself, but it's not easy, and it's awkward, and sometimes people are going to look at you funny, because you're like, hi, my name's Nix, and I'm really into aquaponics. And then they're going to be like, what the fuck is that? And then you tell them a whole lot about aquaponics, and they're just sitting there and they don't care. But you might run into a fellow socially awkward, ADHD, possibly autistic, non-binary person like me and be like, hey, I love aquaponics. And I'd be like, me too. And then we build a bond based on aquaponics. So does that make any sense to anybody? It made perfect sense. Absolutely. Um, I also think when you're... So now I, I know we all sort of like fall in different areas of the spectrum as like autistic and ADHD people, like they, they, there, there are different um, uh, ways that all of those can manifest, especially when they're comorbid. Um, but I think clubbing can be really challenging when you're not only socially awkward, but also have um, sensory issues that can come along with autism and ADHD. Um, and so I think one, Sydney's right that like, it really just feels like a fucking crapshoot. You're like throwing spaghetti at the wall and hoping that it sticks when it comes to trying to make new acquaintances. And and I will say this, I think everybody, even neurotypical people, feel like that when they're out in public. Like, oh, I've just got to keep making conversation and hoping that I find someone who like will appreciate what I'm bringing to the table. That's why people do drugs and drink, I think, so much on the dance floor. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, but also, I want to say like, like, give yourself like as you're doing that like you have to you have to balance pushing yourself by going out and also giving yourself a breather of like oh i'm sensing that i'm getting really overly stimulated like this is too much noise for me mm-hmm. or like the fl- flashing lights are too much or like i've talked to too many people tonight i'm 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 now going to cut out early like it's okay to cut out early or like say hey friend i want to go out to clubs and meet people it's going to be a weird experience for me can you come along and sort of be like my pal, my buddy, my, like, rock, my person who, like, might say, let's go and, like, remind me that, like, it's time to go or, like, might help me, like, step outside and calm down. Um, I think all of those things are really useful. And then also Sydney brought it up, and this is technically illicit, but, like, 
drugs are a way that people make friends a lot mm-hmm. of the time. And so if you're the kind of person who enjoys doing drugs, whether they're hard drugs or soft drugs, you that's a great way in a club to like meet somebody. Yeah. Be if, like, you're already, if you're already doing it. Right. Be like, yeah. hey, like I smoke weed. Do you want to go out to the patio and smoke some weed? Like great way to meet somebody. Be very careful if the club has rules against marijuana. Um, Like, like do crime and do crime in a way that won't get the club in trouble with the cops. Do you know what I mean? Or get you in trouble with the cops. Right. Um, Yeah, because I think a lot of times businesses don't really care if you're breaking the rules as long as, like, you're not obvious about it because then they won't get in trouble. Yeah. Um, You know, if you do other drugs, you can be like, hey, like, I'm going to go to a big bathroom stall. Who wants to come with me? Um, I've made a lot of friends by them offering me drugs in my work in the nightclub scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm also somebody, I'm somebody who I really like marijuana. I like smoke a lot of weed, but that's like a me thing at home, calming down thing. I don't particularly love doing other drugs and I don't purchase them or do them on my own free time. But when they're offered in public, I will all, almost not always, but often be like, yes, because it's a great way to like have a moment with somebody, connect with them. Um, I know it's strange, maybe, to hear someone be like, do drugs, do drugs. to make friends. Um, but I genuinely mean that that is like a social thing for a lot of people in these spaces. And that is how I've made a lot of connections. It's how I've gotten a lot of work. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I have epilepsy, so I still can't. But interesting. I wonder if that would, I wonder if that would change anything for me. Yeah. I mean, it's, I, I'm also pretty vocal about like, like, I don't, care if people around me are doing coke and yeah. I actually prefer to be invited to the bathroom even if I'm not going to do it just because right. I want people to think that I'm cool Yeah, and doing drugs with the cool people even though I'm like if I do it I'm going to fall down and bite my tongue Yeah. so I actually had a conversation with a certain person I'm going to redact it um, who, it, who was like uh, came out came out to the patio one day and I like crossed my arms and I was like being like a brat and I was like nobody invited and nobody ever invites Sydney Hampton to the bathroom and they were like but you said you can't do coke and I was like I can't because I have epilepsy but that doesn't mean that I don't want to be around perceived as having a good time because like most yeah. of the time I'm on the patio being antisocial or trying to be social in my own unique way and I'm like take me to the bathroom so I can talk to you about aquaponics yeah literally I mean honestly yeah yeah um, yeah, I, I'm, I'm feeling strange about saying do drugs, but like, I genuinely think yeah. it is the way people make a lot of connections. Yeah. And that's a, that's a, that's a very personal decision for you to make. Right. Like if that's something that you're not comfortable with, that's also totally fine. I'm a person who has declined every drug imaginable except for pot and I've declined pot and shrooms actually before, but, um, like I, those are the two that I do. And if it don't, if it don't, if it don't grow from the earth, I don't do it. And technically, I think coke does grow from the earth. I think it's processed. I don't know. It's processed. Yeah. Um, but I like I don't touch a lot of stuff for my own mm. safety. Um, and also, I don't really trust myself that if I did do it and I was fine, that I wouldn't get to. I have an addictive personality. Uh, luckily, my addiction is mostly to boys, um, uh, to my knowledge. But I don't. That's why another reason why I don't drink a lot. Codependent. Yeah. Oh, that's an. Also, if you want to do, if you, if you want to take this advice and also not do the drugs and not drink the alcohol, you can fake it. Yeah. There, there are so many times when someone in the audience is like, oh my God, let's do a shot. And I feel like I've had too much or like, I don't want to do it that night. And I will look at a bartender and be like, hey, like I'll like lean over the table and be like, 
Hey, this person wants to buy us three shots. Can you make one of them with ginger ale and hand it to me? Like, so that I'm still participating in the social activity Mm -hmm. of drinking without actually drinking. Or like if someone offers me a hard drug and I'm not interested in it, I can like, it's it's a waste of a hard drug, unfortunately, for those people. But I can be like, oh, thanks. And like, fake it. Yeah. You know what I mean? And like, they're like, sometimes... Social interaction is a weird political game of, like, lying about the right things. Yeah. So that you can have an honest connection about other things. And so, like, things that aren't important, like drinking and drugs, are things that I lie about. Car- uh, Carmen Kazi once poured a uh, cocktail. No, it was a full shot. Um, in uh, J. Jolie's plant because she was she had too much to drink. Yeah. Yeah. And that's on... We've all been there. ...being social and being safe at the same time. Mm-hmm. Is this good advice? (laughs) You know what? If it's not good advice, Nix, you can try my method, which is go out and just try it. And weaponize your interests in a way that make you seem like someone that people want to talk to. And you might surprise yourself and people actually genuinely like you. But if you're anything like me, you poor ADHD, autistic, non-binary gem, you're probably going to have imposter syndrome and think that everybody actually secretly hates you. But the honest truth is, it's probably not true. So take that. I'm, I'm in the same boat as you, so I, have to, I can only be so optimistic. Yeah. You know what? That was shitty advice, too. <laughs> no, it's okay. It's okay. It's okay. It's really funny because, like, I... I mean, I'm also... Some people just, like, like clubbing. Some people don't. I work in nightclubs, and I don't like clubbing in my free time. I hate it. It's not what I like to do. It's not what I enjoy. I have only ever made friends at work. <laughs> so, I get it. You want to meet queer people? You know a good way to meet queer people? Grinder. Well, yeah. I mean, you can do that. No, I'm kidding. Um, Discord. Oh, the internet's great. Yeah, most of my friends that I have today... I met on Discord. Or... I'm, yeah. Yeah. I, I met was, a lot of friends through Twitter. Oh, also also Twitter. And yeah. I know Nix has a Twitter, so... Um, yeah, Twitter and Discord. Because you don't have to do drugs or drink or go to clubs and be over, like, too stimulated. You know, you can just sit there and play fucking Minecraft for 15 hours with these people. You can build a club in Minecraft. Yeah, you can. I mean, we. Li- I literally had like a whole family in Minecraft, and to this day, most of those people are still like very, very much so people that I trust with like deeply personal things, and that are there for me in meaningful ways. And we we built everything that we have now on the internet. Do you know who is awkward and uncomfortable in person and is really cool in the club scene? Aquaria and Amanda Lepore. Both of whom I've met in clubs in New York City. Amanda Lepore, really? Deeply strange. Very hard to have a conversation with. Huh. Doesn't make a lot of eye contact. But what they have done is invent characters. Oh, yeah, yeah. And dress themselves up. I think that's, like, really where, like, a lot of the Club Kid stuff comes from, is these people who invented the idea of Club Kid in, like, the late 70s, 80s, into the, like, 90s were people who were very strange. Mm Mm-hmm. But wanted to dance, wanted to party, weren't one of the quote-unquote cool kids. And so they were like, you know what I'm going to do is I'm going to make a spectacle of myself. Because you know what happens when you make a spectacle of yourself is people come and talk to you. And 
I remember the, some of the first times that I was, was in drag were in New York City. I went to a party um, called The Jane, which was huge, amazing. Um, and one of these nights, Milk was there as the special guest. Aquaria was DJing. Amanda Lepore was there. Um, it was a huge deal. Oh, I know. Um, and I, I had made a spectacle of myself, and I felt ashamed of it. Because I didn't look very good. I was like, it was like second time in drag. Mm-hmm. It was bad. And do you know who... I regret turning this down to this day. At 3 a.m., someone came to me and they said, hey, do you want to come to the roof? Amanda Lepore wants to talk to you. And I said, no. You crazy, stupid bitch. Because I was embarrassed. Because I was embarrassed about how I looked. Because I was afraid she was going to make fun of me. And what I've learned is that most of those people who I looked up to and thought were amazing and thought were so cool and that I must be so stupid for admire like I must be so stupid for like wanting to do what they do most of them are awkward and strange and uncomfortable as well and so I should have gone because I would have had a good fucking time and the the, truly the trajectory of my career in New York would have been so fucking different if I had like been introduced to the club kids like that but that's not what happened I know it's like it's like like, I tell people all the time like I don't have regrets in life but that's like one of the regrets that I really have if someone walked up to me and said hey you booger bitch Amanda Lepore wants to meet you on the roof and kick your ass and spit in your eye and then stab you 46 times with a rusty spoon I'd be like fuck yeah and I would meet that bitch on the roof and let her absolutely fucking murder me yeah we are very different people anyway show up in a fucking crazy look yeah. The weirdest people are doing that, and they're getting great attention. All the drag queens... Almost every drag queen in Louisville is is is, is neurodivergent. Yeah. Like... Are we bipolar? Are we be- autistic? Are we ADHD? All, it's, it's a big cocktail. Champagne? Craziest bitch I know. Like, absolutely, hands down, craziest bitch I know. Aris Jolie? Crazy bitch. Yeah. Uh, Estelle? I... Living with her, I have learned she is very, very different. Like, her brain works very differently from everyone else's. Yeah. Uh, Autumn Falls? autistic and super fucking funny and super smart and super cool and I find them interesting all you'll do is find other people who found a way to fake it in a way that makes them palatable to the masses I, every drag queen that you pretty much pretty much every single drag queen you know is in some way like probably created and been drawn to this art form because we they don't didn't fit in. fit in with the hot cis gays that dance in clubs and seem to have such an easy time socializing I don't particularly feel great every day is drag like right now i'm doing drag and like this is all like a thing to make me feel more confident talking to normies because i look so different from them and do that wow we finally found good advice yeah we started at do drugs and then we finally landed on be yourself (laughs) really good advice be a heightened yeah be a be a be a version of yourself yeah be a version of yourself that's like artistic take those special interests and turn them into art yeah and if you end up doing drugs uh and it ruins your life um you know at gilda web and on twitter yeah be safe i think everyone should do drugs if they want to because there are ways that you can do drugs safely yeah um, anyway, thank you for your question. I hope that was helpful. And if it wasn't, don't forget that I always call us over-caffeinated and under-qualified. Oh, absolutely. Um, so I'm glad you wrote in, and I hope it was entertaining. Yeah, and this was filmed right after uh, Virgo Moon? Virgo, Virgo full, full moon. moon. So it, that explains the chaos. So absolutely. sorry. Mwah. <laughs>